0: I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium. Welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. Here, we discuss life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Today, I have Steve Burgess on the show. Steve is one of the world's leading hypnotherapists and past life regression specialists. He has completed many thousands of past life regression sessions, helping his clients with a wide range of issues, including phobias, anxieties, depression, lack of confidence, weight issues, addiction, physical illness, sexual problems, and performance anxiety. Most of his work involves using hypnosis to regress people back to the emotional root cause of their problems, often back into past lifetimes. His YouTube channel, Hypno for All, features free hypnotherapy recordings. He is in demand as a hypnotherapy trainer, and his work has been featured on TV, local and national radio, and many publications. He can be found at www.lionheart training.com. And he's on today, and we're discussing his book, The Power of Past Life Regression, which is available through Sixth Books, also on Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. And today, you can also book Zoom sessions with him, because we were just talking about you know, the, the nature of our changing work. So welcome, Steve.
1: Thank you, Amy. It's great to be with you. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, I'm excited to have you from across the pond So we're going to start today kind of with some basics. Uh, I've had one other person on discussing past life therapy. I think you have a bit of a different perspective as well to that. But what is hypnosis and how is that used as the means to regression? Because I think people sort of have belief systems about what hypnosis is and...
1: Yes, very much so. There's a lot of misconceptions about hypnosis. Hypnosis itself is totally natural. We all go into what we call trance, a hypnotic state, every day, at least 24 times a day when we daydream, when we focus on the TV program, when we go on automatic pilot in the car. All of these experiences are hypnosis. What hypnosis is, is a form of focused relaxation. It's very similar to meditation. Whenever somebody meditates, they're actually doing hypnosis without realizing it's a focused state of relaxation. So that's what hypnosis is. And what that allows us to do by just sort of relaxing a little bit, we we tend to move into the subconscious part of the mind. And that's the deep inner part of the mind, the 99.9% of the mind that we don't usually use on a day-to-day basis. So the mind is very much like an iceberg. The tip of the iceberg is above the waves. That's the conscious thinking mind. But beneath the waves is the bulk of the iceberg, the 99.9% of the mind, which is the subconscious. And generally speaking, memories from the past are stored in the... And these memories come from this lifetime, previous lives also our ancestors lives and hypnosis is a wonderful way for tapping into these memories opening them up and then working with them to either gain understanding from a past life as to why it's important in this life or to release traumas from past lives and most of my work is releasing traumas
0: so you just mentioned ancestral trauma you talk in your book about genetically inherited traumas. I think sometimes Absolutely. psychologically it, it's referred to as transgenerational traumas. What are those and how do they manifest and how can past life regression help to clear them?
1: It is obviously, the transgenerational memories are different memories to the past life memories. So past life memories are memories from our previous lives that we have lived many, many times, in my opinion. The inherited traumas, the ancestral traumas, are actually traumas that we inherit from our ancestors in our bloodline. So, parents, grandparents, great grandparents, great great grandparents, etc. etc. It appears if a person is traumatized in their life and they don't release the trauma, they lock it down inside themselves, which is what most people have traditionally done and still do, then those traumas can be passed down to subsequent generations. In many cases, it's a genetic thing. It's like it's in the genes. Sometimes it's not in the genes. It's like an energy that can come down. So regression into an ancestor's life is just the same as regressing into a previous life. The techniques we use are the same. We take the client back in trance and the subconscious takes them into let's say, the ancestor's life, and often they relive the trauma as though they are that ancestor. And that trauma then is, the energy of it is released through crying or shaking or whatever, or just letting it go. The past life memories, we do exactly the same, except obviously these are our previous lives that we've experienced many, many times before.
0: So how do you differentiate with someone like I'm just thinking about as a Jewish woman sort of the I don't have anybody in my family lineage that experienced the Holocaust but there's sort of a collective trauma of that but there's there also is the potential for those who have who who have that in their lineage to have experienced ancestral trauma right related to that yes. so how yes. do you, how would you go back They would go, you would regress them back into that person's experience of that.
1: Yes, that's correct. Oh, wow. Now, how I do this, I use a technique. Basically, I've been doing this 28 years. I've done over 15,000 therapy sessions. So I've created my own system of work, uh, a regression system, which is. Um, extensively based in hypnotherapy terms on what we call an idiomotor response technique. Basically what this is, Amy, once I've got the client into trance, I ask the subconscious to start to come through and to take control of a finger on one of the hands. What happens is the finger, sometimes the whole hand moves, but it's often just a finger that starts to move all by itself. And this basically is the subconscious coming through into the finger. And most of my clients are laying there with their eyes closed thinking, this is weird. (laughs) My finger is moving. What's this about? But what I'm asking the subconscious then to do is to use the finger to signal yes or no. So whenever I ask a question of the subconscious, and remember the subconscious in one way is like a vast computer bank, has records of everything that's ever happened to the person. But my model of the subconscious is is that it's connected to the higher self. It may even be the higher self. So it has an awesome wisdom. Mm. And I'm asking questions of this awesomely wise entity. It's not an entity, but for want of a better word. And I ask questions. So I'm, I'm saying, is there anything? Okay, so let's say the client comes with a phobia. It doesn't matter what the phobia is. Um, So uh, tomorrow, for example, I'm working with a young lady who's got um, misophobia, which is a phobia about sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will actually say, are there any events in this present lifetime which are connected to causing this phobia? And if so, the finger will raise all by itself. Now, sometimes it will raise to say yes. It sometimes says no. In which case, I then know whether we need to work in this life or not. My next question, are there any past life causes? Yes or no? And if we get a yes, I then ask how many past lives? Is it just one? Is it two? Is it three? So then we get a specific diagnosis of the causes. It's not usually more than seven past lives, usually between one and seven. It can be a few more than that. And then my third question is, are there any ancestral traumas connected to causing this phobia and if we get a yes, then I know that we've got some ancestral stuff as well. So the subconscious is, is making the distinction between an ancestor's trauma and a past life. It says these are different things. And it's also then diagnosing the cause of the problem and then asks, is it okay for us to work on this stuff because we need permission to work on it? The subconscious says, no, we don't do it. We do other therapy. But it usually says yes because it wants the client to get better because it knows what's best for the client often it doesn't just say yes, it goes, yes, yes, at last. Right,
0: especially Thank if it's me. like the higher, if, if the subconscious is this higher sort of soul, right, then, yes. then the soul always wants what's in our highest. Absolutely for, the for case. The, our highest and best self.
1: And it protects the client. So therefore, if I'm working doing regression with children, they are protected. What tends to happen is if they go back into a past life, they have what I call a fantasy past life. It's obviously not real, but it's a metaphor that the clients, that the child's subconscious creates to get them better. It's quite remarkable. And there are some times when I'm working with a client where it will do its own therapy and it will take my breath away. <laughs> It's just extraordinary. It just knows what to do sometimes. So we have this standpoint. A lot of hypnotherapists like myself is let the subconscious do the work. It means we're not leading. We're not implanting anything. All we're doing is opening the subconscious, asking questions using the finger, let the client go back, and then they go back into whatever they need to go back into.
0: And so do you also ask? I love that technique because it gives you – it, it's almost like it gives you a roadmap to where you need to go.
1: There's no guesswork. Mm-hmm. You know, most therapies, most therapists, in all honesty, I'm not running down therapists, but most of them are working on guesswork. There's no guesswork with this. It gives you an exact, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and let's say for a client, let's say we've got a yes for this life and a yes for past lives and a yes for ancestors' lives. Where do we start? Where on earth do we start working? Well, I don't know, but the subconscious knows. Do we start in this life today? No. Do we work in a past life today? Yes. It tells me. So it has it guides us all the time. I can then just facilitate the session, facilitate the healing, and allow the subconscious to do the work. It is so powerful yeah. and so effective.
0: And how does how does the regression clear these traumas for people?
1: Good question. Very good question. The main way, I mean the regression model. This is the regression model. All of our problems as human beings are caused by locked in feelings and emotions from past traumas. Now, some therapists would say most of our problems as human beings are caused by locked in feelings and emotions from past traumas. But if it isn't all of them, it's most of them. So that therefore means that in most cases with clients, we're going back into the emotional traumas in, let's say, a past life, to release it. So they re-experience the trauma. Uh, They see it very often. They hear it. They smell it. They feel it. And by releasing the trauma, and the, the releasing is usually done through crying or shaking, and it's not a fun process. And, and, you know, I'd make no bones about it. It's not a fun process. But nobody dies through crying. Virginia Satya said that. But nobody dies I through I know.
0: Crying. I agree. I always say that to people.
1: <laughs> so it's a question of releasing the emotions. And then what, one met, an, an analogy I can use here is that we all have an emotional pressure cooker inside us. And when we're born, that pressure cooker maybe is already half full with emotional stuff. And then as we go through life, we take the lid off. Every trauma that happens, we put the emotion, we put the lid back on again, and that pressure builds, and that causes problems. We react to that pressure by having depression, lack of confidence, phobias, etc. This process is taking the lid off the pressure cooker in regression, letting the client release the trauma so we've got rid of some of the pressure in the pressure cooker, and then we put the lid on. Now, for some clients, that pressure drops in one session. I've had clients who have come with incredible problems, and after one session, we've just released all the trauma, and they get 100% better. But more often than not, we're doing a session after session approach. releasing trauma. The, tr- the, the pressure in the pressure cooker drops, and what is left is space and healing, and that is general wellness. So the main way in which we work in past lives and regression is to release trauma. However there are other techniques. So sometimes the client needs to get an understanding from the past life that they can bring back into this lifetime. Sometimes that's what the therapy is. It may be, you know, let's say the client is having difficulties with the mother in this life. A lot of relationship problems come from past lives. And let's say they go through a past life where the mother, where they killed the mother. You know, the mother in the past life was their brother because we changed sex from life to life. within mm-hmm. Maybe they killed their brother who in this lifetime has been the mother. When the client is aware of that, they say, well, no wonder my mother's always been horrible to me in this life. I killed her in that one. <laughs> so there's often this understanding that is brought through and that can be incredible healing as well.
0: So, so there still could be the therapeutic component In a more traditional sense, it's sort of the integrated piece of that can be really powerful. Sometimes it's enough just to release the trauma, but sometimes there has to be that that conscious understanding of, okay, what does this mean in my current life?
1: I mean, Freudian therapy is very much about getting insights. Mm-hmm. You know, get an insight, and that's often the therapy. And this is the case as well with the past life stuff. Um, now, I, other, you mentioned other past life therapists work differently, and they will often work more with insights than I do. Um, my, my technique and my way of working and my uh, strength is to work on the emotional stuff, because I feel that's much deeper um in many cases sometimes this deep kinesthetic release really clears out out an infection in the mind you know we're lasering it out so there's nothing there mm-hmm. uh, so because obviously if you leave something there then the client is is not 100% better so i like to be very thorough and dig stuff out and sorry no oh, go ahead maybe. Well, I was going to say, I mean, it sounds dramatic. It can be dramatic. Some clients are scared because obviously we often talk about death trauma. You know, most past life therapies releasing death trauma more than anything else where we've died unpleasantly in previous lives. And that sounds dramatic and terrifying, but it isn't. I mean, it's just releasing the death. Nobody dies in therapy. I often say to my clients, if we go through a death in a past life, we don't finish the session and at the end of the session, you open your eyes here today and find your leg is propped up against the wall and there's blood spattered everywhere. (laughs) That doesn't happen. (laughs) It's just an energy from the past that we're releasing. Mm. Occasionally, some clients are what are called big releasers and they really get into it in a big way. And this is exactly what happened. If I may just kind of share a story Absolutely. of what happened. My, my very first regression, past life regression client, happened spontaneously. Now, what happened is I, I've been working as a hypnotherapist for about six months in u- just the usual standard processes, taking people into trance using what we call post hypnotic suggestion therapy and visualizations and metaphors and language patterns. And then one day a young man came to me who had a severe anxiety state. He was in his early 20s. And he sat in front of me in my office, and he looked terrible. He was shaking. He was hyperventilating. He was stuttering out the words. And he just had this terrible anxiety state. So I said, how long have you had this for? He said, well, I've always been anxious. But the last few years since we had the children, my anxiety has got worse and worse to such a degree now and as a, he's, he's stammering and talking to me to such a degree that I can't even work now. I've had to give my job up. I, I, just, I just sit at home shaking all day long. Hmm. I, I, I just can't do anything. My, my wife is sick of it. She said, if I don't get better, she'll divorce me, which, of course, is adding to the stress. He um, was on medication. Of course, it didn't work. And so I said, okay, well, let's do some hypnosis. Hypnosis is a form of relaxation, the antithesis to anxiety. And so I took him into trance very gently and he relaxed so nicely. He laid in my chair, his breathing slowed down, his whole body just slumped down. And I'm then just thinking, okay, this is a standard hypnotherapy session. And all of a sudden, this was after about 10 minutes, his body started to shake and he lay in the chair and his whole body was shaking. His breathing's coming quick. And then all of a sudden he started to half shout and half whisper, no, no. No, no in here, in here, hide, hide the children, hide, hide the children, no, 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 hide, shh, no, no, no. No,
0: no, 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 ah
1: And then he just lay completely quiet. <sighs> now it was ten times bigger than that, Amy, honestly. And I sat there and thought, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> and he was completely quiet and calm. So I said, Are you okay? Oh, he said, I feel wonderful. He just laid there with his eyes closed. He said, I just feel, I feel so calm. I've never felt like this in my life before. I am so calm. Oh, this is amazing. I feel wonderful. I thought, well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> my heart was beating. I said, so what happened? He said, it was weird. He said, I was in another body in another time. I was a man. And children, we had children, and me and my, the family, I was trying to hide the family. Soldiers were coming looking for us, and then they found us, and they just shot us all. It's like I died. And he said, I feel so peaceful now. This is extraordinary. Mm. He said, what is it? I said, well, I'm, you know, you've been in a previous life. I hadn't been trained to work in past lives. I, I understood reincarnation since I was 13 because I studied it for most of my life. But um, to see it in therapy... And his problem, Amy, was completely cured in ten minutes. Wow! And I thought, this is significant. Why don't I know about this? This is not. This is not made up. This is significant. Why has he done that in order to get better? If it wasn't real, so anyway, I did a little bit more work with him, but he was completely cured within ten minutes, and he left my office totally, hundred percent, hundred percent well. So I then got some information from, different, from the American Past Life Association and from therapists and starting to develop and play with it. And then over the years, I gave it so much credence and credibility that I am now you know, using it with many, many clients, not all clients, mm-hmm. but with such success. I mean, that's why I've written the book, because the book gives these, A, the incredible, fascinating stories yeah. of the client when they're in trance, and B, the healings that have taken place, uh, and I haven't done that. The subconscious has done it.
0: And do people typically remember their experience when they're in trance, or do you have to speak that back no. to them? They remember.
1: In in ninety nine percent of cases, remember trance. If you, if I say with trance, think relaxation. Mm-hmm. So if you if you're laying in the garden relaxing and you're listening to an audio book and then you come back in and start cooking your dinner, then do you remember the audiobook? Yes. So everything is remembered. Occasionally we get what's called hypnotic amnesia in maybe less than 1% of cases, and that's often because the subconscious is saying it's not safe for them to remember this yet consciously. So they'll have the experience, they'll release, the emotions, but afterwards they won't really remember much of it, maybe because it was too unpleasant and it's, they're not ready for it mm-hmm. yet. But that's the subconscious. It knows it's not safe for them yet.
0: As a therapist, how would I know if something, issue, ailment comes from a past life? Like, just, I, I don't do the hypnosis. I just am working with someone and.
1: I, I, in all honesty, you, you don't in most cases. Hmm. Occasionally, the client will give you a clue. So they may say, um, let's say I've got these terrible headaches. Uh, I've got these terrible headaches. Uh, it feels as if somebody's stabbed me in the eye with a knife. They've just told you without realizing what's probably happened in, the, in a past life to cause the headaches. Uh. Uh, and by the way, I usually find with migraines that they are nearly always caused by deaths in past lives where there's been blows to the head, nearly always. Hmm. Um, and headaches often the same. So you don't always know. Um, uh, you know, sometimes a client will say that. If it's a physical pain, then if it's a mystery illness, then it usually is past life.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Well, um, again, I had a client who came with severe lower back pain. And this, again, was a dramatic case. She'd even had surgery. They opened her up in the operating table, couldn't find anything, stitched her back up, sent her home with painkillers. And this pain was very bad for her. Um, she, it was there 24 hours a day. Medication didn't touch it. She was getting depressed because of the pain. She was unhappy. She was putting weight on. And this lady was a magistrate, okay? So she's no new-agey sort of person. <laughs> but she came to see me um, because a friend of hers had already seen me with her alcohol problem. and We'd actually got that fixed in one session. That was remarkable. Um, doesn't happen very often, but it does sometimes. And the subconscious took her into trance. She was in the finger. It said there were four past lives causing that back pain. Hmm. And the first past life was the big one. She regressed into the Second World War where she was a young male Nazi soldier, very sensitive and naive, didn't want to be there. He became part of a Nazi war team that was going around Europe, robbing art treasures and shipping them back to Berlin. After a few years, he got shipped to the Russian front. And in was. And she said to me, it's now April 1942. So she's laid in the chair, her eyes are closed, and she's just reporting the stuff that's coming from the past life. She said, it's April 1942. 19- 42. She said, we are stuck in the snow about 40 miles from Moscow, near a little town called Shmelinsk, which actually when I looked on the map was exactly there. Um, and she said, we can't go any further. We can't get the supplies are not coming through. We're stuck in the trucks in the snow. The Russians keep attacking us. Uh, I'm she was scared to death. She was really scared. And then all of a sudden, that young man made the biggest mistake of his life. Because what he did He'd heard that there was an icon in a Russian church in a village behind the Nazi lines, one that they'd captured. And so he thought, well, I'll go and look at this icon. There's nothing much else to do. We might be able to steal it and get it back to Berlin. That young man then jumped on a motorbike and went a mile or two behind the lines to this village without an armed escort. He thought he was safe. Now, what then happened in the session, again, I won't shout too loud into the microphone <laughs> this will be, this is a hundred percent less than watch how she reacted. So I'm saying, What's happening? She said, I'm I'm off the motorbike, I've got off the motorbike, I've found the church. Now I'm walking through the churchyard and I'm, ah and suddenly she jumped about a meter in the air. She screamed, she landed on the back in the chair. She was moaning and groaning and coughing and moaning and groaning and writhing around her. said, so what's happened? I've been shot, I've been shot, I've been shot. And she took 20 minutes to die. When she died, of course, then she goes into spirit and she experienced great calmness and peacefulness. One of the features of regression work is we keep going back through the trauma over and over to fully release it. So I took her back through this about four times in that session. Each time there was this great reaction when the bullet went in and flopped down. The final time, the fourth time as she re-experienced it, when the bullet went in, she just went, oh, and then she died in seconds. Mm. Guess where the bullet went? In the back. Exactly where the back problem was in Mm -hmm. this lifetime. She came out and she was understandably shocked, of course. because she, she's, I mean, most of my clients don't know anything about reincarnation. Most people come to me just because they've got a problem. Right. The subconscious <laughs> says it's a past life. I get very few people who say, like this, I want to This
0: go. is what I signed up for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. But the, she came back a week later. The back problem was about 70%, 75% better. We cleared up the, the other three past lives in a few sessions very quickly. We did a bit of work on the depression, which had coming through. The back pain was 100% cured. It was completely released from the body, from the energy field. She got 100% better. She was able then to start training. She started to lose weight. She felt wonderful about herself. And it actually, her confidence increased massively. Hmm. She became so much more confident because, she, it, it, you know, this isn't always just about releasing an emotion, a pain. It's sometimes let go of emotions that have been holding you back. You get other benefits.
0: Whoa. Okay, I have two more questions. Okay. And, and I'm like, <laughs> maybe I'm going to book a session. I've had some back pain that hasn't <laughs> been going away with physical therapy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> actually I have a bunch more questions um, let me ask one follow up to that question so that yeah. woman was obviously reincarnated quite quickly because I've heard different things about some you know it's 200 years before you reincarnate again or it could be you know not that long is there sort of a sense that you have around how long a soul waits to reincarnate again
1: it's different every time For some people, it can be very quickly after they die, they reincarnate. For others, they can be in spirit for centuries. So I'm not sure why that is the case. Some people say that if we've had a very traumatic life, then in spirit, we do sometimes need time to recuperate and heal. And I've certainly had some clients who, when they've even been in spirit, they've actually had spirit surgery done on themselves to heal a broken part, especially a mm. heart. I had one client whose heart was broken and they, in spirit, and now you would think, well, when we go into spirit, we go back into perfect form. But in some cases it appears not. She had spirit surgeons healing her heart in spirit before she was reborn. Mm. But there's no set time. Um, sometimes it's it's days, sometimes it's months, years, centuries.
0: So so one of the things you talk about is future life progression. Yes. What does that look like? And can you carry a trauma from a future life into this life?
1: Wow, that's a great question. How can I answer that? Is that, that? A, st- a stumper? <laughs> that's a good question. It is. Well, I mean, I'll do my best to answer it. Maybe not definitively, but I'll do my best to answer it. So first of all, time is not linear. We think it's linear because it makes it easier for us to understand. And certainly from a a past life regression perspective it's easier to think in linear terms you know we go back into the past we release stuff we get better now but there is this concept that time is just immaterial everything that is happening in the future is happening now everything's happening in the past is happening now that there's no such thing as past present or future so in that respect um, it may be that going into a future life and, and experiencing a trauma, when we're aware of that, we may be able to do some work on it in this lifetime.
0: So that it doesn't that, happen in the future So it doesn't life?
1: happen. So it doesn't happen. Yes. Hmm. But there is also, I mean, going on from this, the bigger picture, there are parallel worlds, parallel universes, perhaps. And so you know, it may be that what is happening to us in a parallel world affects us now. I've certainly got one client in Norway who occasionally goes into parallel worlds where something is happening to her in a parallel world that is affecting her now. Uh, But that lady is an empath and very sensitive to things.
0: So what does that look like in a parallel like?
1: Well, we don't get many images, I'll be honest. With her, it's mainly feelings that come through and senses. And I'm asking questions then, yes, no questions about, you know, about different things to get a sense of it. But she finds it difficult to link in. I don't have many clients who do that. I can't say that's that's something we do a lot of. In terms of future lives, the usual will be going to future lives is to take uh, going to the future in order to get a sense of what the future will be like. I used to do quite a lot of that so I could experiment with it, but I stopped doing it because I found that I, I, I didn't know I was getting real responses. Was it imaginary? Mm. You know, with past lives, at times we can prove it. And I was finding that I was getting. My clients or my groups, because I, I've always done groups as well, past life regression groups, future life group workshops, uh, which are great fun and fascinating. Um, but my groups often were saying that 300 years in the future, 500 years in the future is awful down here on Earth. It's terrible. It's a terrible place. There have been massive wars. Some stuff, people would cetera, say that's the way it
0: is today. <laughs> yeah,
1: but you can't even go out into the air. There's no zone. You know, there have been massive wars. It's hardly anybody, there's hardly anybody's no spirituality. And I got a bit oh, depressed by this. But yeah. I spoke to colleagues who were doing the same sort of things. And they were saying it's wonderful 500 years in the future. It's the new age. It's the age of Aquarius. It's, everybody loves each other and there's no war. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, I don't know what's real here. So I thought, okay, I let that go because. I'm never sure what is real in the future. In the past I think we can prove it and we can get more definitive information that can be proven. In the future it's more airy-fairy. But there are certainly a lot of ther- some therapists who do future life progression and help clients enormously. There's a lady in the UK and yeah, she does a lot of that. Hmm. And uh, she she maintains she has great results with people.
0: Wow. So I guess it's all about if people get better. They it's get better, right? Does it matter? Right.
1: Does it matter really? Yeah. And occasionally, of course, we get a client in, who comes to me for past, li- goes into a past life and doesn't believe in past lives. And so they've either got to change the belief systems or what I tend to say is it was just a historical metaphor created by your subconscious mm-hmm. to get you better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This This stuff works and it doesn't matter.
0: Right. So last question. In your experience with clients as they go through their deaths, What do they say or what do you hear matters most in the end?
1: Most of them, I mean, on one level, are aware of a phenomenal feeling of calmness and peace and release. It's as though when we leave the body and move into this spirit or soul world or light body world, there's an enormous sense of release. There's also, in most cases, you could say a growth mentally. It's as if our understanding is much bigger um, than it is down here trapped in this body it 's almost like we have like a oh, the people call it three d don 't they we 've got a three d vision here when you leave you 've got a five d mm-hmm. vision so people are much more aware, much more understanding about things um, and it 's as if they have a higher awareness when they leave and but there, again, there are different experiences. some people stay around on earth as ghosts uh, sometimes are afraid to move on or. They want to stay around to stay with a loved one in some way, or even punish some people who have done bad things to them from the other side, and um, you know, try and put nasty energy towards people. That can happen. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, they'll move on and be and mm-hmm. move on fully into spirit and, and get fully reborn again. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are so many different experiences. I, mean, I can't give you just one sort of one sort of thing. Um, but the main thing is we just get a bigger understanding. It's as if down here we are trapped in this body and it, and it inhibits us as souls to really understand everything. Because once we do go into spirit and we get a sense of understanding, that's when we're aware of the power of love. That's when we connect with this power of love. And that's the, possibly the most important thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Another fascinating conversation. I feel like I'm always just so engrossed in what people are talking about. So people, if they want to find you, can find you at Lionheart Training,
1: right? Yes, lionheart-training.com. May I just also share that we've just, in the last couple of weeks, created a new WordPress site, um, which is also a bit of a central hub now. We've got blogs on there about past lives. I have uh, podcasts about past lives. And the, the site is... Uh, hypnoblogpod.wordpress.com <laughs> dot, dot okay. hypnoblogpod.wordpress.com
0: and I'll put this in my show notes so you. people will be able to access
1: thank you that. so much
0: and I also
1: have my uh, Facebook page The Power of Past Life Regression uh, which is about you know connected to the book um the power of past life regression i am aiming to build that as a resource for people to come and share stories of past lives and experiences because the whole thing still fascinates me after 28 years i'm still so passionate about it but yes so uh line heart training -training lineheart-training.com or hypnoblogpod.wordpress.com and yes i'm doing skype sessions all around all around the world now as as we both are because that's what's happening at the moment and i'm loving it it's going so well
0: (laughs) So if anybody's interested, you could get a, now you can do this long distance work.
1: Very much so. Very much so, yeah. Well,
0: thank you. Please also remember just last of all, my
1: free hypnotherapy YouTube channel, Hypno for All. I'm giving away free hypnotherapy recordings on there. There are 17 recordings. I just want people to enjoy hypnotherapy. So uh, anybody can go on there, listen to the recordings. There's no catch. You can subscribe if they like. But uh, just my way of giving back to the world, Hypno for All.
0: Well, I'll have all these resources. My son has been begging me to do a regression with him. Ah. He's 10. So maybe I'll give him one of your hypno for all.
1: Okay, brilliant. We'll see what what comes up.
0: Thank you so much for your time today.
1: My pleasure, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
0: Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Curious about what comes next and what it all means? You can subscribe on iTunes, just go to podcasts and find life, death, and the space between and hit subscribe. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. Ask me any questions you might have, let me know what else you'd love to hear about, or just share your story. I can't wait to hear from you.